Hey, hi, hello, it's Mish. Welcome back, or welcome if you're new to another episode of Mish Meets, the podcast where I talk about meeting life as well as people. And today, I would just like to say that it is the last day of 2020. Yes, I'm recording this on December 31st, 2020. Less than 24 hours before 2021 rolls around, and I don't know about anyone else, but my mind cannot comprehend that. I think I mentioned it in the previous episode that I'm still trying to come to terms with how this year has panned out. It's been a lot, and I actually want to use this episode to just reflect on a couple of things mainly just my favorites um we might talk about a few other things but it's probably going to be very short sweet to the point because in next week's episode i really want to talk about my goals how i am approaching productivity in the new year and basically what my plans are and what i'd like to do so before making this intro 500 hours long let's get into it Before I start, I just want to say that if you're listening to this, I'm hoping that you're well and you're safe and you're good, no matter where you are in the world, but specifically in South Africa, where we are currently going through our second wave of the coronavirus, as well as the second variant of it. This week alone, we've seen some of the highest numbers ever during the pandemic for this country. If I'm not mistaken, just last night, Thursday the 30th, we had nearly 18,000 new cases. And the thing is, this has not even reached the peak yet. So I'm a little worried about how January is going to look for all of us. But I can only hope that we will all be fine. But on a lighter note, I did want to use this episode to kind of look back have a bit of a throwback i guess to some of the things that really kept kept me sane during this year um if you follow me on instagram or twitter you should mishgov m-i-s-h-g-o-v then you would know about a couple of them i'm gonna be honest i probably wasn't as productive as i wanted to be this year so these kind of things were my comforts and made me happy i mean at the end of the day i was working from home and yeah it's not easy to to transition from a work environment to a home environment when it's all the same but i will say you know what does help good lingerie when we reached not when we reached but rather when we started the initial lockdown i can't speak for the rest of the world but i am pretty certain that south africa had one of the worst or hardest lockdowns rather because we practically couldn't do anything we were only able to buy essentials which were basically food cleaning and hygiene personal care items we weren't even allowed to buy pies from the store or rotisserie chickens or takeaway foods let alone buying anything else so you know what i did before we went into lockdown i went and i bought loungewear because we were also going to enter winter and I wanted to make sure I was comfy. 
and warm so I did a lot of that and I must say Cotton On came through with me for me rather with that um have some of the cutest stuff even during summer I have picked up such nice items I will say though keep an eye out on their website they often have sales and especially for their seasonal items yes it'll be full price for like a couple of weeks and then after they literally slash it in half so you better get it then but yeah I basically my initial like happiness bubble was just loungewear and comfy clothes and cute things to wear while living in denial and thinking that after a month li like life and stuff would be fine spoiler alert or rather maybe you know this is where the, nar the narrator of the story would come and be like actually she was wrong <laughs> um so yeah loungewear was a vibe for me i also want to tell you that i bought an an incredibly ridiculous amount of stationery this year and stationery you could not buy in the initial first like level or two of lockdowns that was level five or four five and four um however once i could buy stationery you best believe i was buying a lot of it because at that time i had purchased a brand new desk from mr price home which by the way if you're listening to this from south africa Mr. Price pretty much has a replica of any of the popular items from Ikea and my desk is a replica of the Ikea Alex desk. So I had gotten that desk and I had watched a ton of YouTube videos of people with the same type of desk and their setup and their organization and I kind of felt like I needed the exact same one. So what happened? I bought a lot of stationery. I initially was buying things thinking that they would work well and be fine, but they actually didn't. So I found myself buying more and more in the attempt to like find the perfect markers or watercolor brush pens as an example. And what I did realize, I mean, I always knew this, but it was confirmed to me that CNA continues to have some of the cutest stationery. I feel like we're all sleeping on CNA. We do not give them the credit that they deserve. They are pretty much on the level of typo in terms of how cute their selection and offering is. So my go-to stores when it comes to buying stationery is definitely CNA, PNA, typo, and I guess I like to buy st stickers from like online stores and such because I I find that you find the most unique ones there. Um. And yeah, if you had to look inside my desk drawers, you would find lots of pastel, lots of markers, lots of shiny paper clips, um, and I guess a lot of brush pens, guys. The amount of brush pens I have is not needed, but now I have them. If you're looking for any good markers, I would say go to Typo for the dual tip brush pens not the markers the brush pens because those are great the markers which look like dupes to the copic markers they look nice but they're not nice trust me i know i was probably like one of the first people in this country to buy them but if you're looking for really 
doing good brush pens with a decent selection of colors i would suggest getting the montmarty i hope i'm saying the name right brush pens from pna also just uh you know a bit of a disclaimer in case you didn't notice but i have my window open so you might hear one or two hardy does because you know that's what it's like living in south africa you just hear them all the time Guys, I, I, sh I knew I should have actually recorded this last night. I do not know why I am recording it on the day of upload. You see, this is the problem when you're the one doing everything. Recording, editing, and such. You put it off and you procrastinate and this is what happens. Also, just like a spoiler over there. That's one of the things I want to talk about next week. But I digress. Let's continue. So yeah, stationery was a huge thing for me. I will say that at some point during this pandemic, my friend Rakashni and I actually started bullet journaling. And I'm going to be honest, I was like peer pressure from YouTube. The amount of channels I've seen where people are creating these beautiful spreads, these stunning layouts, so inspiring so colorful so creative i was like i can do that because i draw and i have tons of stationery i have stickers i have washi tape i have notebooks if they can do it i can do it and i did do it consistently for a couple of weeks until our lockdown started easing up initially and i realized i didn't have as much time anymore to do it I will say I enjoyed it. I think it was a good time for my friend and I to catch up weekly. But I would say after maybe three monthly spreads, I had to throw that bullet journal to the backseat because kudos to everyone else who does it and who is consistent, but I could not be. I'm good at making to-do lists for myself, but having to come up with the layout and actually st stick to the theme started to become very overwhelming i'm happy that i tried it so i could understand um that it wasn't for me i can appreciate it do i still watch bullet journal videos of course i do but am i like wanting to create my own again no 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 what i will be doing though is going to typo to get a planner for 2021 that is pretty much like done the basics the layout is all there and if i want to decorate it then i can then you know i've got everything to do that but i will say i wanted bullet journaling to be one of my favorite things of this year unfortunately to no one's surprise it isn't but you know what was a favorite thing this year re-watching gilmore girls i try to do that at least every couple of years i used to try to do it every year but when you're looking at over what 150 episodes it's a little much but when you know in a lockdown and stuck at home where you don't have to commute or go out it's kind of easy to have to rewatch it or rather be able to watch it um and i made certain that every single day i had a certain time that i would start watching an episode and i went through that show somewhat quickly Maybe a bit slow for some, but for me, I was savoring it. I must have watched it during 
I think I started in June and I finished in like August perhaps or I might have started in July and finished in September today it's so foggy just it took me about two and a half months to do so I think and it was such fun I was doing it towards like the end of winter for us so it was the perfect like cozy series to enjoy while it was still like winter outside having all the warm tasty food while watching Lorelai and Rory eat everything under the sun and the thing with the show is I was obsessed with it still am when I was younger I think I discovered it at like the age of 12 and I like to think that Rory is part of the reason why I wanted to get into journalism and writing and I loved her I wanted to be like her I remember when I met my first mentor at like 16 I watched several different episodes from uh season five and six that I felt were quite inspiring around Rory um and I to this day will always say that that's my favorite show um and it was nice to see how my thought process has changed now that I'm much older. Yes, I've rewatched the show before, but I'm in a different stage of my life now. And I found myself leaning more towards Lorelai and how she would like approach things, how she thought, as well as Paris. I don't know why like I went with Lorelai first, I guess because I absolutely adore Lauren Graham. But I do think Paris is more like similar to me. I mean, Lorelai's mother, so can't really compare but yeah Rory is a little problematic and I think that might just be an understatement there are actually a couple of things just generally about the show that I wish could have been done differently but it was a different time so you kind of need to accept that now because there's nothing that can be done to change it but yeah I watched that show so if anyone wants to have any discussions about Gilmore Girls, I am more than ready to do so. I am happily available to discuss the revival and how out of character it was for Lorelai to go into the middle of nature to have the real the realization that she did and needed to have. Um, but yeah, will I be rewatching Gilmore Girls again next year if we're still in a pandemic? You best believe I will. Um, I'll probably do so in winter though, so it'll be like a year from when I did it. And you know what? <laughs> I'm starting to think that the way life is looking, at least for South Africa, we might still be in a lockdown for a very long while. But I'd love to be able to come back and re-listen to this episode and be like, actually, you were wrong. So I guess we'll see. Gilmore Girls actually wasn't the only thing I started to rewatch, but I'm currently rewatching a childhood favorite of mine called Winx Club because the live action trailer was released a couple of weeks ago from Netflix, and yeah, I was quite surprised at how like polar opposite it was to the cartoon series. If you're familiar with the show, you know there's lots of glitter, the color palette is just serving aesthetics, and it was a very diverse cast. This new Winx Club, the live action version of it, did not give me the same vibes, at least with the initial first look. Um, I don't want to judge it too much because, you know, 
Don't Judge Your Book by its cover, it might actually be incredible. So I decided that I'm going to rewatch Wings Club all eight seasons, plus both spin-offs, Pop Pixie and World of Wings, as well as the movies that are in between. I think there are three movies, um, because it just brings instant happiness. And fun fact, if you know anything about me, when I was on the internet, before I got into writing and blogging and such, I used to have a forum dedicated to Wings Club. Yes, guys. It was a fan forum. It was actually a role-playing forum. So you kind of like got overly inspired by the characters and created your own. We had fan art. We had everything. I had a couple hundred um, members. I'm actually friends with some of the people still. I might have created that when I was like about 12 years old or 13. Um, and then I think I pretty much like distanced myself from it at the age of 16. But it was still running until about when I was 18, I believe. But yeah, that's um, if it gives you some context as to why I love the Wings Club. It is uh, definitely a huge part of my life because after school, I would log on to this forum and talk to all my friends from across the world um, about what was happening in the latest season, who our favorite characters were, what the rumors and leaks were, what uh, Eugenio Strafi was planning to do and all of that. So yeah, re-watching the show now really brings back a lot of memories. And it's something like I was talking about on Twitter the other day with a friend where she asked like is anyone else like re-watching stuff from the 90s or noughties and i'm like yeah i'm re-watching a lot of my childhood favorites and i think the reason why is because you are familiar with it you know what it's about and you know that you're not going to really be disappointed you're kind of in control of it because you know how it's going to play out unlike in real life currently where we don't know anything but that's a story for another day. Some other shows I guess I should um, just shout out at the moment that I've been enjoying is I really like Queen's Gambit, Tiny Pretty Things. Emily in Paris, as unrealistic as it was in terms of how Emily went about her marketing career, I can't even tell you what her role was because her hand wasn't literally everything. I enjoyed that show. I watched it when I had gone back to Durban. That was the first time I could fly back home for the whole year because travel had been banned and I watched the show with my mother we binged it in a day and it was such fun I know a lot of people didn't like the fashion but I actually did was the show realistic not really but was it fun to watch yes and I am waiting for season two cannot wait so I quite like that show um there was a new season of the ball type which I don't know if I loved I can appreciate it now that I've given it more thought, but it definitely wasn't my favourite out of all the seasons. Um, but yeah, I love the bold type. I also watched Shrill, quite like that. Um, Motherland Fort Salem, just like everyone else in the world, absolutely loved it. Um, and yeah, I guess there were a couple of other shows as well. Ooh! A Taiwan class, if you're looking for a good K-drama, that is the one. I don't know, it just kind of made me feel like I should be moving to Seoul and be walking around A Taiwan and just, you know, re-doing my life in a way. 
I just felt very inspired by them. But the inspiration came at the wrong time because we were in lockdown then, so nothing could be done. But I guess when it comes to TV shows, that's what I enjoyed. I didn't watch as many movies. I watched a lot of Christmas movies um, towards the end of the year. I rewatched movies, if that counts, but I don't think it does. And, oh, I really like Dash and Lily. Even though I should have waited to watch it for Christmas, I watched it when, whenever it was released, like, I think in November. And that was one of the cutest shows I've seen in a while. Again, unrealistic, but did I love it? Yes. Okay, okay. Before I have to, like, end this episode, because I've been talking for, like, ages i need everyone to know that even though this was the worst year ever it was the best year for music i cannot believe so many of our favorite artists gifted us albums singles collabs music videos so many different things during this time it made me very very happy i will start with the queen of everything onika tanya mirage aka Nicki minaj also congratulations queen She's a mother. She's been a mother for a while, a little while now, but she's a mother in case no one knew. Um, she released quite a few um features this year. Um, I think my favorite was the one from the beginning of the year, Nice to Meet Ya, with Megan Trainer. Her look, on point. The rap, incredible. The aesthetics, everything. Still waiting for her album. It's okay. If you're a Bob, you know you have to be patient. When it comes to other people's music, Ariana Grande did release a whole album, Positions. I think I'm one of the few people who is not a huge fan of it. I don't hate it, I just don't think it's in her top three best albums. I still stand strongly with the fact that I feel Positions should not have been released as a single, because that is the most pop song on that album. So when the album came around, I found myself a little disappointed. Had she maybe released something like Just Like Magic with Doja Cat as the lead single or POV, maybe I would have felt differently, but I was kind of disappointed. But it's okay, you don't always have to like everything instantly. The album did grow on me. It's just not a favorite. Taylor Swift, oh my goodness. Not only did she release one album, she released two. Folklore and Evermore. Out of the two, Evermore is my favorite. I still think Marjorie is such a great song. And there's so many beautiful lines in it that I think we should all take into 2021. Again, that will be mentioned in next week's episode. Um, but Taylor is just wow. She's wonderful. She really is. And I hope that the rumors slash conspiracy theories are true and we'll get another album. Because that will make me really happy. I will say though that I am waiting for Taylor to release a visual album. I'm pretty certain all the Swifties around the world would agree with me that she serves aesthetics not only with her music but her music videos. It's just stunning. Everything is beautiful and yeah, I'll be waiting for the day she announces a visual a visual album. I will say I'm excited for her to re-record her entire discography. It's a little sad given the reasoning, but it's okay. I'm quite keen to like hear the new and improved Taylor, how 
her take is on songs like Fearless, Love Story, um, and such. Um, I mean, look at Ali and AJ. They re-recorded Potential Breakup Song. While, yes, they just added like three different words, they did make it slightly darker, and it has a different feel to it, especially if you grew up with them. So it just takes you back in time, but it also gives you new emotions. So yeah, we are here for it. And before I end, I have to say that when it comes to music, how can I not talk about K-pop? Blackpink finally released their album titled The Album. You know you really just made it in life when you can just call your project that, The Album. It was a long time coming, and if you're a K-pop fan, specifically one who stands YG Entertainment's groups, you will know that this... Wait was both long overdue and not, nothing new if you are a fan of to anyone. Honestly feels like I'm reliving history. But with that said, I can complain and complain. At the end of the day, we finally have the album and it is amazing. I do still feel that Ice Cream was Selena Gomez featuring Jenny and Lisa than the rest of Blackpink. But it's okay. I love Chrissy Savage, love sick girls this era, just like, it blew my mind. The girls looked incredible, just the, the sets that they used for the music video as well as their live performances and comeback stages, amazing and catchy, and clearly Rosé is shining because her solo is coming up, don't know when though, hopefully next year, 2021, and not at the end of it. Um, but yeah, so proud of them. They deserve every bit of success that they have. Um, CL had her comeback, but I had a whole episode dedicated to her. But just to reiterate, no matter how many groups I like, no matter how many solo artists I like in the Korean music industry, CL will always be number one in my heart. She will always be the queen of K-pop, and that's a fact. Oh, and another group we cannot deny are ruling the charts is Itzy. Excuse me, not not shy. Not shy is stuck in my head. It's there. It's a living, rent-free. And you know what? It's okay. I wish the amount of times it plays in my head, I wish that could actually count for, like, chart numbers for them. Because they'd be going through the roof the entire time. But Itzy, here we are. Waiting for the next comeback, waiting to be served next level greatness. Okay, I feel like I've been talking for a while, so I don't want to make this much longer. I will say though, besides music, TV shows and stationery, the other thing that's been glued to my eyes and my hands has been my Nintendo Switch. I know everyone's gonna think that Animal Crossing was the game I played the most, and while yes, it is one of my most played games this year, it's not the top game, I've been playing a lot of Paladins again, it really helps with getting the frustration out to play a first person shooter game, I'm just saying, and I of course played tons of Pokemon because we had the Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra DLC updates this year, and while, again, not entirely happy with it, I do think a lot of that could have been included with the main game. 
I was definitely satisfied. Um, and the Isle of Armour was just a lot of colour that pleased my eyes. And the Crown Tundra was just magical beauty that we needed in winter. So, yeah, I guess that's what's been keeping up most of my time in between. Is playing a lot on my Nintendo Switch. And you know what? That's not a problem. I think I'm actually going to wrap up this episode here. I did say it would be short. I actually can't tell how long this episode's going to be. Hopefully 30 minutes or under. I do feel like I talked for quite a while. But it was always meant to be this kind of episode of me just like fangirling over things I liked. And I think I might have mentioned a decent amount of things. I feel like I spoke a lot about the entertainment industry with TV shows and music. But you know what? That's never a bad thing. Because also it's easily accessible to everyone. So it's relatable to the whole world and we're here for it. I will say that I'm still in shock that it's the end of the year. And this is the type of year we've had. But I think I've uh, said enough about that in the previous episode. So what I will say is that I hope you have a good start to 2021. I know it doesn't miraculously change things that it says 1st of January. However, hopefully it'll help you just to improve your mindset. Because while at the end of the day it's just a continuation of life, it does make you just feel a bit different knowing that it's like, a new blank page in a way however i think we all have an idea of how the year will play out so i don't want to get too excited i feel like i'm definitely managing my expectations this year because at the beginning of 2020 we were all saying that this was going to be our year and clearly the universe did not like that but i wish you all the best at the beginning of it I hope you've set your goals or given it some thought. And if you haven't, it's perfectly fine. I normally give myself like a week or two to actually figure out what it is, like what it is I want to do. Because I often find myself sometimes being swayed by things I see online and videos and stuff. So I like to use that time to properly realize like these are my goals, these are my themes, this is what I want to do. But like I said before, my next episode is all about how I plan to structure my new year, what my general outlook is, and what my goals are. So I guess we'll go into a lot of detail then. And hopefully when I do go into detail, we won't have birds in the background, but it's okay, right? It adds to the mood. You can close your eyes and pretend you're in a bird park. Meanwhile, that is not even where I am. But... I guess all I want to say, though, is keep well and keep great. And, you know, try to look on the bright side of life. And if you enjoy this episode, I would love to hear about it. Please make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Mishgov, M-I-S-H-G-O-V. Or if you want all of my social links, you can visit my website, missioninformed.com. That's M-I-S-H, informed.com. And if you want to listen to any of my previous episodes, feel free to do so. I appreciate it. You should be able to get it practically anywhere. 
SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, even YouTube, you name it, my podcast is probably there. I am thinking about changing up the upload date. I might consider Tuesdays, I'm not too sure yet, we'll see how it goes. But for now, we'll still stick to Thursdays, being the new episode days. And yeah, I definitely in 2021 want to bring some guests in here. As you know, it's been a slow start getting back into this, so... I really just wanted to like find my feet to figure out what it is I want to do. But I have some ideas. I have some people in mind and I think you'll like them. They're all from the entertainment industry and I think you can learn a lot about them as well as the the field of media. So until then and until next week, I am going to love and leave you all. Please make sure to keep well, keep safe and stay at home, especially if you're in South Africa. And I guess I'm going to wish you a happy new year. Here's to 2021. May it not be as bad as 2020. (laughs) But until next time, guys. Bye.